Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Cook 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 he was telling us about uh, his weekend adventures in back, uh, backpacker land uh, as a 30-something-year-old man. Can't really uh, continue. Uh, how's it going, Matt? Are you good? I'm good. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Good weekend oh, good. for Spurs as well. So now, good, good, to, good, to, good to Take it easy, Maddie. Take it easy. And then, and then, and then, and then we've got uh, the man who was uh, a bit cocky last week uh, because of the takeover. I think he's... <laughs> Humble down a bit. Nick, uh, how's it going? Nick, how's it going? Ah, man. He can't even hear He me. says he doesn't speak to peasants anymore. Standard now he only speaks to peasants. It's all good. It's all good. He only speaks to big teams. And then, and then we've, got, uh, we've got a guy uh, on the show who's, uh, who was bailed out by his goalkeeper, uh, Edward Mendy, over the weekend. How, how, how are you doing, uh, Musa? <laughs> <laughs> results in the back, so no complaints from my side. Hey, hey, as long as as long as you're okay, as long as you're okay. And then and then we've got Wanga Denga who t- couldn't allow his former manager to get three points. Come I mean, not former manager, but former captain, legendary captain Patrick Vieira. You had to snatch it away from him. Come on, how are you doing, Wanga? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. It's not the result I wanted, but uh yeah, it's progress, it's progress. That's what I see. No, that's all good. That's all good. Uh, I see. We you're lucky, have, you're uh, lucky to so, have had that result, even. No, all, even all, you. Even you. Let's see. Yeah, uh, Sam, Sam, Sam is in the comments. How's it, Sam? Uh, Pooms uh, as well is in the comments. Um, yeah, Sam, I guess, is laughing at the fact that uh, uh, Wonga and uh, Musa uh, are, are probably like uh, sharing the same sentiments, obviously, but Musa got a three points, but. Likely so, but yeah, I told that's, you the that's startup where we team. Different. Be, beware, beware <laughs> of the startup team. That's what we all. That's what we all said. Beware of the startup yeah. team. Let's see. Let's see if Nick can get back into the stream. Uh, what's happening, Nick? Beware of the startup team. You guys must be aware of the startup team. As we showed them, we taught them so a lesson. Good. Okay, no, we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll, we'll get back very proficient week. and professional. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, uh, but. But 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 uh, but uh, yeah. As as you guys can all see uh, tonight, we don't have uh, another guy called uh, Claudio Barrero. Um, but uh, shout out to Christine uh, who ran uh, all the way from Johannesburg uh, to Cape Town uh, with Mad Four Runners or Mad Two Runners, Mad Two Runners, Mad Two Runners, uh, run. yeah. Mad, Mad, Mad Two yeah. Runners. Uh, they, they, it's, it's a great organization uh, doing. Um, you know, it's a charity organization and they ran all the way from Johannesburg to Cape Town, which is 1,300 kilometers madness. Um, she she ran a yes. uh, crazy shift. Um, so, yeah. So, let's just give her a round of applause, guys. Yeah, that was mad. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. crazy. I think they did it in like a, a span of 10 days even, uh, which is uh, a massive accomplishment more... for them. No, definitely. 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 Yeah. Uh, let's see if this works. Yes, and it works. You see, I'm back. Oh, wrong guy. Except, except oh. yeah... Yeah, there, there you go. Wait, don't worry. I mean, you're using the hey. word works there just worry, somewhat. Hey! Hey! So sorry, guys. We've got our substitute I... teacher in class today. Uh, <laughs> 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 
he doesn't know how the, the instruments work and the machines work. Hey, hey, but I think he's up to I know speed everything, now. guys. I know everything. The show is on. The show is on. Uh, Nick, we are here. Nick, uh, the King of the North, are you there? The King of the North, are you there? I can't see anything. I don't know if you guys can hear me. We can hear you. We can hear you. But but you're not moving. Um, you're not you're not moving like uh, the Newcastle right now. Uh, they've been uh, rooted to, to number nineteen of the log. Rooted to number nineteen of the log. So that's what you do right now. You're not moving like yeah. Newcastle. Hey man, you're only gonna hey, start man. moving in like January, maybe, Chief. Yeah, if we can get rid of Bruce, maybe that will help. So yeah, hopefully that happens in the next couple of days. Uh, let's. Uh, I think I think let's 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 start with the weekend fixtures. <laughs> She's bad. Uh, let's 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 start with the weekend fixtures, guys. Um, I think uh, normally, guys, you know what happens on this show. Uh, Liverpool plays first in the weekend, um, and then all of a sudden we're talking about Liverpool at the end. But we can just dissect Liverpool. But we're going to give Liverpool five minutes, guys. Uh, they deserve five minutes for five goals. Um, and yeah, uh, did you did you guys watch the fix? Did you guys watch the fixture? Uh, I think obviously uh, the the moment we can all talk about uh, first is is Mohamed Salah's goal and uh, the raging debate about is he the best player in the world currently? Mm. Yeah, he's look. I mean, I watched the game. Um, obviously, Liverpool have yes, all over um, all over Watford. Um, I, I mean, Salah's pass to Mane for the first goal. Yeah, as soon as that, as soon as that, I mean, the pass. Hopeless. I mean, defender can't get there. Um, only person who can get there is uh, Salah. It's bent around him. It's inch perfect. Good finish. <clears throat> and then you get Salah now scoring that goal. I mean, yeah, it's at, and he's doing that now. The second for the second week running. Uh, I think now he's, he's he's you know he's putting him outside there. He's putting his name out there, saying, I mean, for sure at the moment, current moment, he's uh, he's on fire. He's on fire. Mm-hmm. He's doing things like single-handedly. Um, assisting, scoring, uh, yeah, he's, he's causing problems. He's, he's actually he's a menace. Um, so yeah, but I mean, I watched the game and that that, that was my feeling. I, like I didn't believe Watford had a chance in the beginning. Um, I mean, before the game, and yeah, Liverpool went out there and they cleaned. I, I would have thought three, you know, and they put five. So yeah, <laughs> no, definitely. I think I think do do you guys do you guys do, do you guys think uh, uh, Watford will definitely go down? You know, I think obviously we it was one of the teams we spoke about beginning of the season. I think Matt Matt, Matt said Watford. I said Watford. Mm, who else said Watford? I probably See, like four, well, four or five of us. Said, yeah, four or five. Yeah. Of us the said. thing is, the thing is, uh, I must say to Ranieri's credit. So this isn't a good example. It's his first game in charge. Liverpool were rampant. I think they would have scored five goals um, against quite a, a few sides this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But Ranieri normally. Gets it, does it right from the back. So you got to hope that if he has a chance to kind of instill his methods in the side, they'll stop conceding so many. And yeah. you also look at the the squad of Watford. They don't have, you don't expect them to be finishing top four or whatever, but they don't have terrible players. Yeah. They do, they're in with every shot. And I think there's a few sides who are currently bouncing around the bottom who probably feel like they've got a good chance of getting out of there. I think the relegation battle could be a really tight one. Um, and I think in that regard, so as I did say Watford at the beginning of the season, but I thought bringing in Ranieri was really smart. I think they also did do a little bit of smart business after we had made our predictions. A couple of the people they brought in could yeah. could add a bit of quality. Um, but I do, it is going to be tough. There's going to be, there's going to be a lot of football to play. They're going to have to do a lot better than they did. I mean, poor old Danny Rose, who I obviously really love. 
Um, <laughs> he looked well out hey. of his depth. He got absolutely hey. turned inside out. Um, Commentator called him overweight even. I was like, yeah, what? I think it's a bit harsh. I mean, to go to professional football, like, imagine us. Give me a Watford shirt. I'll show you overweight. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was harsh. It was harsh. The other commentator called him around quick, quick, and he's like, nah, no, nah, I mean, no. I mean, anybody that. left running off the cellar, on a, you know, you're going to look out of shape compared to that. The way he's playing at the moment, he's just he's floating a couple of inches off the ground, didn't he? You know? Mm. <laughs> individual yeah, individual brilliance every single game for Mohamed Salah. I think he's mm. he's showing off right now. And I think obviously we, we've probably touched on it before, um, in terms of um Liverpool giving him a new contract and so on. Um and I hear the rumors are that he wants about four hundred thousand pounds a week. And I think there's obviously a big debate for Liverpool Liverpool fans. Um some are saying that he's not worth four hundred thousand rand a week because he's gonna earn yeah. this amount for the next no, but they're saying he's gonna earn this the salary for the next four years and he, you might not really get the best out of him and he's gonna leave for free. But I think a player like that deserves a salary of four hundred thousand pounds a week, guys. He deserves to double his salary or at least get hundred fifty thousand pounds more a week because he's... I know a team that can pay that. Or double even. <laughs> but it's, it's up fine. It's up in the north. It's up in the north. Gulf, Gulf, Gulf <laughs> it may be a bit too soon for a player like Salah to look at uh, uh, Newcastle, but potentially um, if if the, the, the Saudis can um, show that, you know, there is a, a big, a big, big uh, player uh, that they're trying to secure and they're trying to pay those kind of fees to. Um, yeah, I don't think he'd, uh, he'd, uh, he'd probably have to make the move to Newcastle if um, the, the boys pay the bucks. The challenge for, for someone like Salah, because he is a little bit older, and a project yeah. like Newcastle, he wants Champions League for the next two, three years so that he can play Champions mm. League in his peak. Newcastle are not going to have Champions League next season. There's no oh, guarantee yeah. they'll have it the season after that. So someone like Salah going to Newcastle, as much as he might... He'll, I mean, obviously, he'll lift them and he'll do stuff with them. He might yeah. also then be saying True. he's going to miss his next prime two years playing Champions League. So I think they're yeah. going to have to... If you think about when City first got their cash injection, they had to kind of do kind of smart deals to try Some and get shopping. them up to that level before they could start mm. bringing in those big names. So I think mm. that's why they need a manager who who knows how to do this. It's not as simple. It's not championship manager, you know. You can't just download and I've got I've got a billion <laughs> or whatever I want. It's it, you've got to have a manager. Who's, you've got to you've got to have a manager who's actually going to be able to do that. And I don't think it's as it's as easy as we all think. I think the first step is definitely getting rid of Bruce. I don't think he's quite got the their the, the long-term vision. I mean, fair play to the dude. Thousand games in charge. I mean, you know, mm. none of us would have guessed that. So, you know, good for him. But um, <laughs> I think, you know, hashtag time's up, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, see, I see the comments here. Uh, we've got someone called Lord of the White Sinners, but I don't know what that, I don't know how, how that is. But how's it going? Uh, and, and, and we've got Warren uh, as that's well in the comments. Uh, how's, how's it what going, Warren? Warren? Um, I hey, think, hey, yeah, hey, we've... We've exceeded our five minutes for five Liverpool goals. Uh, for Bobby, for, my last comment is that Bobby Firmino scored uh, a hat trick. Um, so hey. if Bobby Firmino can score. If Bobby Firmino can score a hat trick, then you just know that your team was crap on the day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what this does do for Salah, right? It puts him right up there with uh, some of the all-time highest-scoring Africans. 
to play in the the EPL, which is mm. which is uh, quite exciting. And then to see like Sadio Mane just underneath him, it's like um, it does give a lot of plaudits for him to then be considered to be. Uh, potentially, currently, one of the best players in the okay. world. With the, can I, can, the kind okay, of... can I, can I, can, something that I can ask all of you guys quickly, right? Um, is Mohamed Salah the greatest ever African player to play in the Premier League? I'm going to start with Nick, Matt, um, and then Musa, and then Wanga, and then myself. Uh, Nick, yes or no? Is Mohamed Salah the greatest Premier League, uh, greatest African player yeah. to play in the Premier League? It's a tough one. I think did Drogba. I think Drogba won more titles there. Um, Four. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, so mm. I, I think he's got to probably continue doing what he's doing and probably win a few more trophies until that. You know, obviously, I think he surpassed uh, Drogba's record. Um, was was that the record he broke? Um, yeah, he's on, he's on the same on the same Vincent amount of goals now. Yeah. 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 So, uh, with, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Games. I think just looking at the trophies, you know, I think you also have to measure a player's ability based on how many trophies he's won for his club. So, yeah, I mean, he's right up there. Um, I'd say probably those two go pound for pound, um, but Drogba was something special. So, yeah, it, I mean, if you said to me Salah was the best, um, it would be hard to argue, but I can see why people would defend a Drogba in that sense. Matt, mm. what do you think? Yeah, I think Nick nailed it. I think there's there's every reason to believe he could be. I think at the moment probably Drogba just edges it. Um, just and again, it's it's he may be a victim of the different systems the team plays because Liverpool are very team first. You know, there's no one individual star. Whereas when Drogba was at Chelsea, he was very much the linchpin of the attack. So everything mm. went through him. So you got to see him influencing the games more. Um, so I think at the moment probably Drogba just edges it. But if Salah does what he's doing for the next two years, it's going to be beyond doubt. Because, I mean, at the moment, the goal tally, Salah's ahead. But it's, you know, if he does this for two more seasons, it will be he'll be over the, out of sight. And then, yeah. then you won't be able to argue with it. Yeah. Musa? Yeah, true. I think, like, if you're looking at the numbers and you're looking at the, the amount of uh, individual contributions he's made, it is currently um, fortunate to be breaking that record uh, that Drogba held. And that is significant, you know, for, for um, an African player to break it. I just think, um, you know, in terms of uh, sheer brilliance and talent, there have been other great African players that have come in through the system. You, you know, we're talking of Drogba, who, yes, managed to do it at the right time for, uh, for Chelsea. But there are other players like... Uh, a striker that I think is one of the best that we've ever seen is Samuel Eto'o. And he used to, he actually played in the Premier League at some point. So um, the, those type of strikers would be a lot more scary for me if I was facing them versus if I was facing uh, Mohamed Salah. And um, even as, if I was put it in, in context, if I was facing an Eto'o on top form versus a, a Salah on top form, I'd, be, I'd be much we're more talking, scared of Eto'o. Musa, we're talking about... Premier League top form, your best, your best form. We're not talking about Eto as the greatest African player. No, we talk about one of one of. No, Eto's best yeah, form was in Italy and Spain. We're not talking about that. Man. I'm just um, saying one of the best players. We're talking one of good seasons. I want to put Asu Akoto in there. Exactly. Come on, Wonga. give us a Wonga, give us something better. There we go. Give us something better than Bosa. What do you think? That was my. No, look, I think. I think. I think Nick and 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 Matthew hit it there. I mean, you have to. 
you, a player, you have to obviously you have to judge him by obviously what he does, what he's doing. If, if he's his position, obviously, what is it? If Salah, obviously, he's there to score goals, so he's scoring goals. Um, and then again, the cups that he's winning, um, the end product that's that's also has to be judged on that as well. And I mean, you had guys like JJ Kocha, I mean, you, you can't even, yeah, I mean, the guy's brilliance. I mean, any person wouldn't want to go one v one against JJ Kocha, you make you look like a fool. Um, mm. but the question again okay. is what, what did he, what did he win? You know, uh, they'll, they'll ask yeah. him that. Uh, but respect to the guy, I'm not saying now Jojo Kocha is useless, but I'm just saying now if we're going to say the greatest, uh, if we're looking at the greatest African, we have to, uh, put it all up just like uh, yeah. Nick and Matt but said I mean, so I, I, at the moment. I thought you were going to say Adebayo. I thought you were going to say Adebayo. <laughs> 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 Adebayo. Look, like, even, you can even go back and stick for you. If you're looking at a, at, a, at, a, at a player that maybe never scored as many goals, but probably was, you know, a really Little. pivotal part of... Um, you know, Man City's success was Yaya Torre. Like, yes, yes. oh yes, like, yes, you're right. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yaya, 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 Yaya has to yeah. be in the top three, guys. If you, if you yes, he has to be there. Then, you know, I think, I think yes. he, he is definitely like a part of the Man City revolution. Him, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Company, him, Vincent Company, Sergio Aguirre and David Silva, those are the guys who made Man City what they are right now. And he won 100%. titles under Mancini and under Pep. So I think, yeah. I think, yeah. I think, um, guys, yeah, you know, you know yeah. it's always, it's always a, a, a strange debate because you've got Mohamed Salah goals, one Premier League, and then you've got um, Drogba, four Premier League titles, and then probably, yeah, yeah, probably has three or something. But then what do you, what, do, what holds more weight? Well, Premier Drog- League titles? Drogba has a Champions League. I think Drogba has a Champions, Champions League. League. Yeah, and, and Salah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so yeah. three more cups. So and you could definitely, the truth yeah. is, you could definitely make a pretty amazing 11 with African players yes. who played the Premier League. You know, you've got Yaya yeah. as a captain, you know, JJ making some, doing some tricks there, just making us all love the game again. I think there's, Mendy, there's been Mendy, 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 Kalus, Ebu. Yes, you could have, you could have, you could have a solid 11. Demba Bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. brother. I'm really, really good players. Torre, you know what I mean? Yeah, but yes. let's, yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's, let's go to the let's go to the let's go to the the match that I'm dreading to talking about uh, on the weekend. Uh, uh, the four two, four two. Um, you know, last week's show, I, 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 for the first time, I think in a while, I've, I, I said my team weren't going to win. I, I, I yeah. predicted a, I predicted a draw because I foresaw problems in this game. Because I felt that Brendan Rodgers is a good manager, um, but um, just just to get everyone else's views on the game itself, um, you know, I think obviously, you know, it was a it was an up and down game. You know, Man United scored first, then uh, Leicester got got back, and then they they led two one. Then Man United scored, and then Leicester scored a quick uh, goal to make it three two, and so on and so forth. You know, but I think the big moment, guys, is the fact that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer picks. Harry Maguire to start the game. Harry Maguire in the press conference the day before, he says that no, um, I'm not sure about Harry. Harry just started training on grass today. Just started training on grass. He starts the next game, <laughs> the next day, the next day. I did not know that. Imagine, guys, he st- he just started yeah. training on grass today, and the next day he starts a game. And gotta love Ole. Guess, what, guess, guess, guess what happens? In gotta the first love goal? Ole. Guess what happens the first goal? De Gea passes the, boy the ball to on him holiday. and, he's, and he's, not, <laughs> he's not as aware and he lets the ball come yeah. to him and they close him down and 
uh, Leicester score. So, guys, I, 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 that in itself just tells you what kind of a manager I have. Hundred mm. yeah. percent, man. Like I watching the game, I think yo, um, I think you know, Gary, when Gary Neville said it, he said it right. I think even Claudio was asking the same question when the when the season started. He was saying, if you're playing a Ronaldo and a Bruno Fernandes together. Um, the, he was saying that you're going to get problems because um, now you've got two players that the team has to work for. Uh, Bruno Fernandes not, is not coming back. That's, that's not true, though. That's not true. That's, that's a lie. That's, but, that's a, but that's a lie about Bruno. If you, if you watch, yeah, Bruno no, no. Play, that's a lie about Bruno. But it's a, it's true about Ronaldo. Listen, it's a lie about Bruno. You need to watch. Yes, you, need yes. to watch more, you need to watch more Man United matches because I'll call yes, out. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> no, so okay, okay, okay. So, but now, okay. So, what, what? Um, but no, but this is uh, yeah, I hear what I you're saying, Silo. But I, in terms I, of, but I, but I also hear what you're saying. But, but, but. But now, but now, yes. Okay, Neville was saying that now. Um, what Gary Neville was saying is that. Now in the team you've got you've got play you look at the starting lineup and you're like no one should lose a game no team should be, I mean a team like that doesn't have to can't lose a game you know and he's questioning also the work ethic of the players as well because you're saying that he believed like when the time that Man United were great he had players he said that players like Fletcher Owen Hargreaves himself um, I know I know what he said yeah, uh, Park, Park yeah, I said, so okay, those guys are, okay. they, they, yeah, they worked, you know, they worked and there was, there's intensity about them in the game. And I don't, I don't think, I'm not, I'm not saying Bruno Fernandes is incapable of coming back. No, I'm, I'm not saying, uh, Paul Pogba is incapable of that. But what I'm saying is, um, if you look at a team like Liverpool as well, um, why can't the manager, get that out of his players, you know. I think it should be the manager's job to sort of get that drive out of the players. I don't think... I mean, all those players can run, definitely. Man United's team, um, I, I'm sure they're capable of playing, I mean, uh, I mean a high-intensity game. But at times, just get them... I don't know. I just I just feel like they don't... They don't they're not... I don't know. Maybe you, you'd know better, Celo, but they're just... It's they're not no, giving 100% no, of time. Man United's biggest problem, right, is the fact that... It's only said, out. I think the, 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 the coaching is... You know, you know, there's there's there's, there's a, a clip that happens on the weekend, right, where you find Bruno Fernandez pressing, right, and and Ronaldo doing a half press, right, and then yeah. the problem the the problem is, right, is that the first four guys maybe press or the first two or three guys press, right, and the problem is they play yes. around them, right, and then the ball goes to the center mids of Leicester. Now the center mids yeah. of Leicester have the lay of the land, and now you've already minus four Man United players. So now you've got yes. two Leicester players and then maybe you've got the mm-hmm. centre-backs who are behind. So now you've got two Leicester players at the back and then four Man United players with them. But that means already now you've got you minus two Man United players, essentially, because now you've overloaded them. And that's what happened in the midfield is that now Pogba and, and Matic are going to face more players coming to them. And then now it's obviously going to... Obviously, there's, there's, it's got better tactics. But I think that's the thing is that the team hasn't been coached to press together hasn't been coached to attack together. And even Brandon Rogers said, he said, Man United don't play with a high intensity. So we press them yeah, high. The and when you press Man United yeah. high, and that's why, he played, that's why he played with two strikers, is that he knew he yeah. was going press to them, press them high, put pressure on them. Uh, and he said, our team is based on making the other team make mistakes high up in the field, and we take advantage and we score goals. What do they do? And they do that a couple of times. 
it's very easy to see with Man United. It's been happening probably for the, the entire season where um, Man United are trying to play the ball out uh, well from the back. But sometimes you can see Yuri, these guys actually, their intensity is too low, dog. If I was, um, that's why I even predicted this game that is going to go towards Leicester because looking at the Man United defenders and then considering that a Maguire shouldn't be available for it. Yo, it's exciting for players like uh, Ianacho, Vardy, Vardy yeah. uh, who who run all day, you know, who who want to squeeze these guys and make them feel the pressure the entire game, and um, and that's a problem at Man United. There's so many defensive errors that um, um, squeeze, uh, they come from them being uh, too relaxed and uh, not intense enough when they are trying to build up the ball. The problem is also when they are trying to build up the ball, they don't have a serious uh, tactical approach about what they're doing. And that's that's because he's shifting so many uh, players. Like He's got those two um, defensive midfielders who, in my personal opinion, don't know how to pass the ball forward uh, well enough a lot of the time. Uh, I haven't seen um, um, a Fred completing maybe 80% of his passes. And he's just passing... He should only be passing five yards, six yard type of passes forward. He's trying long balls from far, short balls uh, very close up in front of him, and he fails at that quite a few times. But he's still being selected with McTominay in the middle, and they're not—they're not the type of players to boss a, a game. They can go and fight the ball for you uh, if you need one of them to go collect the ball, but for them to boss. Um, Guys like Jorginho, you know, guys like um, 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 uh, 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 Arsenal's midfielders or or Tottenham's midfielders, it's very difficult for them. They can do this crappy job, but they can't really go in and impose themselves on the game. And then it's it's like it's just it's 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 just difficult with the whole menu structure, and that comes directly from the top at this point in time. It wouldn't I wouldn't even play, uh, pick uh, or say it's attackers' faults. It's more the defensive issues and the fact that you have like so many of defenders and not you, doing you it know, correctly. It's you, tough. You, you know, you know one of the things as well is that what you also realize with Man United as well is these some of these players right when they're playing for their national teams right. They actually start or they play in different systems and they actually flourish. So I'm going to take an example of Fred. Mm. Fred True. starts for Brazil. You, you think to yourself, Brazil's got so many great midfielders, right? Right. Um, Brazil have this system where it's either Casemiro or Fabinho start, right, as a six. Mm. And Fred mm. plays as a box-to-box that disrupts high up the field. So he plays a box-to-box that supports the, 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 the number 10. Number, number 10 is only Lucas Paqueta. And he plays high up the field. Like, you know, like how, 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 how Chelsea uses like a N'Golo Kante. N'Golo Kante doesn't exactly. sit as a six. He plays high up the field, but he tries to disrupt the, 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 the flow of the other team high up. And then yeah. he passes on to other players who can maybe use the ball better. And that's what Fred exactly. does. Exactly. He's not looking for those long passes. He's not looking exactly. for, you know, the champagne He's, pass. He sits deep at Man United, but that's actually not what he was doing at Shakhtar Donetsk even. And we sign a player, then now we're trying to force him to play deep, whereas at Brazil and at Shakhtar, he plays as an eight, where he's trying to block the ball. Uh, He's trying to press high up the field, you know, and be disruptive. Because Fred is actually very good. He's a very good presser of the ball, um, and he's very good at disrupting play up, um, like in terms of um, the the, the other team. So then you look at Solskjaer. You're playing players... Out of the 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 the, the, the out of position, you know, you sign Jaden Sancho as a right winger, but you play him on the left wing. Like, mm. like, how does that make sense, guys? If you sign a player to play on the right wing, but you play him on the left wing, 
Like, and then Ronaldo wants to hit the ball. But are you crossing the ball to Ronaldo? I haven't seen Ronaldo get across. You know what I mean? You need to cross the ball. Mm. But if Jadon Sancho is on the left-hand side, Jadon Sancho can't cross with his left. He needs to cross with his right. Can't. It, it if Greenwood is on the right-hand side, Greenwood's going to look for the goals instead of crossing. Greenwood, to, Greenwood's going to shoot. He doesn't cross. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so, yeah. so, so, Man United just yeah. got a lot going on for them. Um, and right now we're in shambles, but uh, we've got a match tomorrow uh, in the Europe, uh, Champions League. I think we obviously want to qualify for the uh, knockout stage, which, which I think is very important. But the game at the weekend against Liverpool is going to be a big one as well. Let's see what he does. <laughs> and if we if we if we lose in a, lose in a humi- uh, in a, in a, in a embarrassing <laughs> manner, then you know, and then then yeah, man, the guy, <laughs> hey man, yeah. But uh, uh, I'm scared Nick, for him, Nick, man. Nick, any, is, any any thoughts on my coach Ole, that, that I was going to give you? That I was going to give is, you a few months ago. This is what Ole does, though. He'll probably end up getting a result against Liverpool, and then he he, he, <laughs> he gives himself he gives himself an extra two three weeks, and the the pressure's off him. But <laughs> like, if Man United want to become the Man United that we all grew up knowing, um, he has to leave. Like, I think it's just mm. plain and simple. You know, unfortunately, he's never going to have the stature of you know, these big coaches in European football. And unfortunately, he's got massive boots to fill, you know. As much as you guys didn't like Mourinho, Mourinho has a history of winning <laughs> titles. He's got a history of 100%, winning trophies. 100%. Um, you know, you've got a, a, a guy like Ferguson who, who who did everything for you guys. So, I mean, Ole is never... Unfortunately, he needed to... He, he needed another smaller job to, to prove himself, unfortunately. And he got given the role. So... I mean, yeah. you can't really too blame soon. him for taking it. Um, but mm. yeah, I think it was too soon. Um, it's a very similar situation to a Frank Lampard, but the difference is Chelsea acted and Man United haven't. Uh, yeah. Chelsea are blind yeah. and, and Man United are... Uh, Man United take two steps forward and then three steps back. It's like that, yeah. that's the sort of team they are. And um, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they go and, and go and beat Liverpool this weekend, and and it was just buying more time. And there was talk that there's um, the police were actually um, on standby for this weekend uh, because there's talk that there might be another uh, protest, we'll just, um, yeah. very similar to what happened the last time they played at at Old Trafford. So that will be and interesting protests. to keep an eye on. Um, yeah, they love protests. I think. Uh, <laughs> Personally, yeah, they need they need a change. Um, it's very tough sitting in a situation where you need you know you know as a fan you need a change. Um, I can only imagine some of those players also feel the same way. Um, a new voice, you know, a new voice in the change room, just to you know, the, those players are good players. Um, yeah. Uh, besides players. maybe besides maybe Fred um, and Maguire, Maguire <laughs> and uh, McTominay. Um, Pogba. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> the list doesn't stop, my man. <laughs> but you see, those uh, names that you're mentioning, right? Or is he just not talking to us? No, no. I'm trying to listen to you, uh, Coach, Coach, Coach Nick. That's your, that, that's uh, you, that's your respected name. But 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 I think you can't take all this criticism yes, about Man yes. United, man. It's not. No, the, I can. I can. It's 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 the truth, guys. I can't hide away yeah. from the truth. The truth is the truth. 
I can't say that you guys are talking rubbish because you guys are talking all you guys are talking facts. Man United is in a, a deep place, right? A deep place. We're just lucky that mm. Arsenal didn't win yesterday because Arsenal would have been right um by us if behind you. You, you know what I mean? Like 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 you <laughs> signed Varane. Varane never played, correct? He's injured for a few weeks yeah, now. He's injured, he's injured now. Yeah. So it, growing injury, just which worry. could be serious. Like, you you guys you guys I mean there weren't many clean sheets. You were conceding, but like you were still a solid unit with him. And now, as mm. soon as you, as soon as you lose him, you concede four goals. Like that is a bit of a concern. I and he had to pull Maguire into the field, right? They don't have a number three defender or number four. No, defender. they do. Eric Bailly was ready. He's sitting there, just waiting like this, guys. He's waiting there. And yeah, that sounds like another yes. kind of big no, situation. No, I can't believe I don't play Eric Bailly. That 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 shows you that that. But guys, you know that that's the thing with Solskjaer. That I've always had the biggest problem with Solsha. Solsha, he always like he, 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 there's certain players, right, that he just never puts into certain situations. You know what I mean? So a situation like that where you've got um, Maguire who is 50% fit, um, mm. you know, he's touched the grass once yeah. uh, in three weeks, once in three weeks, and then now you put him in a, in a game against Leicester. You're not playing, you're not playing um, Norwich City here. You're playing Leicester City, guys. And, yeah, the FA Cup, Cup champions, you know what I mean? And, and number five in the... Guys are going to be vying for the same yeah, Silo, position. In exactly, the, you know what I mean? So, that, yeah. What does that tell? What does that... Like, for me, that, that's it, that when you do something like that, you're sending a message. Inadvertently sending a message to the player Eric that Bailly. is sitting on the bench. Like, guys, 50%, you, you, you go to training, you're training, you don't see this guy. You see him come the next day, like, first time in a while. In the next game, you're the only centre back there. In the next game, this guy you can see who's he's not even in it. He's starting the next game. They, they yeah. You as a player in. know They're that it's over. In. It's and you know and that it's over. If the they put him on half time, even nah. The player that they forced in goes in to make a mistake, which is even worse. Now it's like a, a, an egg in his face. But it's also it's, yeah. it's also just like look. I'm <laughs> I I know the job of manager of a football team isn't easy. But yeah. there's certain things, like you look at Leicester. I'm not a football manager, but I look at Leicester. I know what they're going to do. They're going to use their speed. Jamie Vardy's going to run behind mm. you a hundred times. And then you've got Maguire, who's not fast when he's fully fit. Mm. And put him at 50% and then expect him to keep up with something like that. Exactly. Just at a basic level. That's just not fit for purpose. Like, you wouldn't do that. Yeah. Like mm. you, you look at someone like Bailly, who... Is a little it's bit quick. quicker. Not that he's also yeah. a, you know, he's not a, a sprinter or whatever, but he's faster than Maguire and he's fully fit. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. Mm. You put him in there. And that's at least a decision that you can defend. Afterwards, you can say, yeah, look, Maguire wasn't fully fit. We had to put Bay in. If he didn't quite live up to it, that's that. So now mm. he's got this situation where I trusted a player who wasn't fully fit <laughs> because I've got some system in my head that only works with a certain shape of player. It didn't work. And, and then he said, we need more legs on the field. You had plenty of legs he on the field. He needs more legs. Imagine that, and then I was even listening to Pogba's comments afterwards, and now you can see actually he's lost the, he's losing the change room. Yeah, there's the players are coming out to say, look, dude, um, uh, we tactically not alright. These guys have just come from international duty. They're tactically astute. Uh, They've been working on that quite well with their international teams, getting results, and now they're coming back and they're saying, oh. 
we are tactically not okay, guys. We we are mm. trying our best, but it seems like tactically we're not okay. Our coach is telling us the legs. Ooh, it's going to be um, the fact that you've got a Cristiano Pogba um, and uh, players of that caliber in that change room now is going to put a lot more pressure on Ole. Um, you know. These decisions won't go lightly to players who want to continue to um, win trophies and uh, collect accolades as they as they progress. Mm. Okay. No, no, let's let's tell us? yeah. So no, let's let's talk about um how Moses team um um stole 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 three points Lucky. away from the startup startup Lucky. team. Riding there. Shout luck. out to Mendy, Mendy, my boy, Mendy, my boy. It's the only yeah. player there. <laughs> 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 they should have just had a penalty shoot out there, Mendy only. That's it. So, <laughs> just come in for five minutes, watch that go. <laughs> <laughs> it was a game of two halves, yeah. if you ask me, man. Like, uh, I do feel uh, I was impressed to see, you know, the way uh, Loftus Cheek and uh, players like that are coming to play. And it seems like they they are looking sharp, they are looking fit, they are looking ready for um, uh, to be more permanent fixtures in this Chelsea midfield. It's an opportunity where they couldn't actually, you know, take take on last season because they're loaned out and to see them coming back and adding a little bit more um, um, directness going forward, adding a little bit more opportunities to take on players and show their strength was quite nice from my side. It did get a little bit challenging. Uh, there are a few players that were missing for us as well at the back. Um, and there were opportunities which Brentford were looking to actually uh, take on, and they did so well. I think um, I was expecting us to concede this game against Brentford because over the past couple of games, they've looked the, the part, right? They look like they, they have energy when they're going forward. They look like they're looking for good balls and they're taking the opportunities really well. They look strong on set pieces. They they, they look like a well-drilled team at this point in time with yep. uh, wow. a, a, a high um, focus on going forward and attacking their opponents, which is... It's quite exciting to see, and it was quite something um, uh, to see Mendy actually coming to the party to 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 um, save the day on several occasions. Yes, um, he did uh, have a great uh, day out on the day, and uh, he did keep Chelsea in the in the, the three points um, in the last few minutes. Uh, yes, that's true, and um, um, I'm, I'm thankful for for that because. Those are those type of games where you need, um, you know, it, it might be that you're back against the wall for the last 10, 20 minutes, but you'd need everybody to come to the party. And he did that very, very well, which is which is what makes a good uh, a team, if you ask me, uh, when, you know, you don't have your, your um, um, uh, usual uh, starting uh, back four, but you, you can uh, come out and then uh, still get the result <laughs> and the clean sheet. <laughs> which look is at, which is at, very look, good. Look at Sam. Hey, 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 Chelsea escaped from the sting of the bees. Mendy definitely, uh, definitely got stung. We're <laughs> yeah. keeping dog, and it's important oh, to do that. You know, like wow. uh, that that two points is uh, literally uh, going to count against um, us and Liverpool, right? Like Liverpool yeah. uh, dropped yeah. two points against that that same team, whereas mm-hmm. us we actually got the result through the and Mendy Ars- saves and, and Arsenal, the, and Arsenal uh, lost. <clears throat> But uh, we don't we don't think about Arsenal. They aren't they like someone yeah, back down there, Chief? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we 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 had to face them first. I guarantee any of you any of you guys face the first, you would have lost. Yeah, you guys. The worst thing is you, everyone was expecting it. Liverpool was expecting it, and they still conceded three. 
But anyways, um, but we look, I watched the game and uh, yeah, look, first half, the, 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 I mean, sometimes you look at the stats and you, you, you say, I mean, it doesn't really show a picture, but this one is clear. I mean, if in the first half, Brentford have four shot, four goal attempts, two on target, Chelsea have four, one on target and a goal. Second half, Brentford have 15 attempts, seven on target, Chelsea have seven saves. Um, and Chelsea only have one attempt on goal, zero on wow. target, and that's exactly wow. what it looked like. Everything was on their side, mm. and then, but again, yeah. what what uh, what Musa said, um, I, and I agree with him. That's that's exactly why Frank Lampard got the guy there um, because he knew, he, you know, that 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 goalkeeper department. If you want to win things, it has to be um, as good as your outfield department. You know, it, and, yeah. and and mainly for me is. Definitely, um, I would say definitely one of the best keepers in the world, Mendy. Um, uh, and 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 in that game, he's 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 he's, he's proven that you know. Um, uh, but I, I would have, you know, I, I would have you those two posts. You are screaming when the guys hit that post. Uh, it was, I thought it was coming. You know, I thought you know, it's there's bound, but. I, I did mention to to uh, you guys last week. Remember, I said the only thing about Chelsea, even with the, even if they played that Chelsea at the back, is those guys they don't want to concede, um, and yeah. and you could see it. Keeper, the, the four defenders again. Mm. Yes, Brentford were relentless, um, but again, everything they worked, they worked. I think they hit one off the line even as well. Ball hits the mm. uh, ball hits the post. No one is watching. They're still trying to you know scramble that ball out. And fair fair play to them. Um, Brentford didn't put it in the back of the net. And they did. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, any, any anything else from the from uh, a Nick perspective? I know you love to analyze the smaller teams because obviously they're the teams you aspire to be. Uh, any 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 views? <laughs> whoa, whoa! I didn't watch. Uh, Silo, sorry. I... <laughs> you aspire so, to be sorry, the smaller teams. The, no, there was no. there was one thing. Did did, uh, did you watch the game, Silo? Anyone else watched the game besides Musa? Because I'm going to get a biased opinion here. But anyways... I'll watch Man United's game on Saturday, but Sunday I watched the games. Musa, did you watch the game? Yes. That that uh, that incident with Tony, when they when they get the ball, they, they pass the ball in the box, and then who was it that gave him a wrestling move, that clothesline? Uh, who, who gave him that... Uh, who was it? Um, I can't remember, but anyways... Yeah. <laughs> they gave him a clothesline in the... <laughs> They closed line him in the throat, um, and they said he was offside. The ref blows because the line has put up a flag and says it's offside. Um, but if he's not offside, it's a penalty. That's for sure. But no one goes back to VAR yeah. to check. Why? I don't know. This is this <laughs> because is, it was offside. No, 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 no. But you see, things like that. There would have been one one, and we're talking a different story. But anyways, because you're playing a startup, man. You're playing a startup at the startup stadium. Come on. But you see, the stadium is too small. There's another thing I'd like to I'd like to talk about now. Like you know, like um, you know, um, where's where's Lukaku gone? Uh, there were a couple of opportunity, or there was one opportunity where he should have buried it in this. In he's this, been waiting. Um, he's been waiting. Game. But listen, no, no but, yeah, but, but like I, I'm, think, I'm, think... I'm, I'm waiting too long now, Doc, for 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 something from him, right? Like we we've played big teams, and that's where he should be coming. We're playing smaller teams now, and I'm not seeing him enough, and that's it's it's a concern for me because I'm even seeing the Lukaku of old, Doc, where like uh, good opportunities would present themselves to him, and he'd look up to the sky and look up to everybody else hoping for mercy and that's like uh, I thought we were done with those days 
I read I read Sushil saying apparently he's had too much football over the past few months. So and, and yeah. he needs a bit of a break a bit of a break. And obviously your backup striker is Werner, so I don't think he's gonna get much of a break. Because so. <laughs> even like in the week before, they rested him from Belgium because of muscle strain. So potentially that's all linked. But geez, man, like this is this is yeah. this was my concern about having a, a player of that uh, that that price tag and uh, the the accolades that he was getting because he goes missing. He goes missing. But but, uh, but to be fair, guys, like, that that Chris, second Chris, half, Cristiano Ronaldo hasn't scored a goal as well in a couple of games. So what are you gonna say? It happens. What must we do? But for me, for me, this game uh, as well. So this this game, this game, Christian. this game, everyone was missing. I mean, that second half, Brentford were all over them. It was, it was ball to the second. It was ball halfway line. Brentford back again. Ball out again. Someone gets the ball. Brentford get the ball again. It was, it was literally Brentford the whole half. So I don't, I don't, uh, I, I can't. Guys, I, I would, I would say it's a bit too harsh on Lukaku because everyone else was guys, not there. How did that happen, guys? Yeah. The, the the king of the north escaped as I was about to talk about his team. This is a shocker. This is a shocker. This is a shocker. So 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 we're gonna yeah we're gonna talk about um, uh, Spurs versus Newcastle. Um, I think obviously I will will obviously let uh, the one side of of the match talk first, and hopefully hey. the other side can 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 come back before 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 we move on to to to, to Arsenal's game. Wilson sold me dreams. Wilson showed me dreams. <laughs> yeah. I was in the land. You, that, that, that stadium, I gotta say, it was, it was, it was almost cruel. Um, yeah. And look, let's be honest. This was not vintage 100%. Spurs. This is not the best version of Tottenham. They, there mm. were still the mistakes. There were still moments of indecision. There were periods of the game where we were kind of stodgy and not moving the ball very quick. But the truth is, that's good enough to beat Newcastle at the moment. Um, the goal yeah, was yeah. well taken. Wilson got in front of the defender. Um, you'd expect yep, the defender beautiful. to do a little bit more, but he it was well finished. He got there, left the keeper with no chance, really well taken. Um, but it was fairly shortly after that, I would say by about the 10th minute, Spurs were back in control. They had a lot more of the ball. They did look more yeah. threatening. And when the goal came, very well taken by Ndombele. Um, and I'm, I'm pleased to see him getting back into the fold. He's, uh, yeah. I mean, he's a quality baller, and um, it's really cool to see him Kind of, I think his fitness level still needs to get better because you don't see him do it for the full ninety just yet. He's not yeah. quite there. Um, I haven't but seen he, him I mean, do the it for finish full was as well. Yeah, yeah. I think, and I think that's partly to how Spurs have managed him over the last couple of years. I don't think they've really given him that run. Um, and then yeah. obviously it, Kane's finish was it was the kind of finish you'd expect Kane to do any day whenever when he's on form. Um, yeah. Given that it was his first one, I think it was a good sign. Um, obviously, the VAR proving that he was it was played on side was important. Um, I think, you know, to to mention the 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 incident that happened, I think it showed again that footballers have become really aware of these issues around the the health yeah. of the player, the the fans yes. having the the heart issues and stuff, and that it was the players who alerted the officials to it so they could get the equipment up there. And and yeah. um, last I heard, the guy was they they thought he would be making a full recovery and all of that. So um, I think it was. Again, um, just a, a sign of how far football has come in terms of taking these issues really seriously, which I think was fantastic. And credit to the players, they handled it very professionally. Obviously, they left the field and kept themselves in the zone, came back, and the, the game was able to restart without much incident. Um, and then, obviously, mm-hmm. the, the Kane and Son combo, um, which we'd all been missing, it was really great to see them combine and get the third goal. Um, I mean, the second half... Spurs went into that more stodgy mode that they've done 
Um, then luckily John Joe Selvi came on, but forgot to bring his brain with him, um, which I think made a big had a big impact on on, on what happened. Um, that, was a, then, that was a rubbish tackle. Wow, man. Look, look, honestly, the first one was guys, even, I would say more unnecessary because the first one he's miles from his own box completely it's like he just wanted to go it's almost like he wanted to show the new owners Gang I'm home. a bit of a rough player yeah and then he puts himself on the <laughs> it like he wants to get off does it again. as soon as he came on it looks like he wants to get off that's what it looks yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. like even he got, got the card is like deeper than we think maybe it's a protest action maybe he's actually maybe. feels very very strongly about the new ownership and he's going to get sent off every game in protest um, which well, he's, he's <laughs> definitely he, he definitely might lose his job a lot quicker this week. I believe you then. <laughs> I believe you then, Matt. <laughs> yeah, and then... And then um, For and I saw. Newcastle were fairly quiet until the own goal. And it was really only after that that they kind of realised, look, we're playing Spurs. There's mistakes in this side. We could probably yeah. nick something. But we held on to the end. Like I said at the beginning, um, Nick, I know you missed it, but this wasn't vintage Spurs. Um, but it was enough to beat Newcastle on the day. And I think... Yeah. For, yeah. for us, the takeaway is you're not going to get away with that every week. Next week, we're playing yeah. West Ham. Um, if, we make, if we have the same kind of mistakes, if we have the same periods of not being intense, we will not probably not come away um, winning that one. Um, but I think for Newcastle, it's also a big kind of all the money in the world is not going to help if you end up getting relegated this season. So it's, mm. yeah. there's a lot of work to do. Yeah. Uh, to, be, to be, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, like I, I watched the game. Um, and like the, the the commentators were really like going crazy about how well Spurs played. And to be honest with you, like Kaiser Chiefs would have beaten Newcastle on that day. Like that's how poor we were. And it just honestly, it honestly just shows you like with all due respect though, like you have, you can only play what's in front of you. So, so yeah, I mean like well deserved. You won the game and Newcastle were never in the game besides the first minute of, of, uh, or the first two minutes of the game where I thought we scored a well worked, um, uh, sort of goal and and we yeah. were on the front foot and and you know just proved that if you if you take games to teams no matter who they are you can really get something out of it but you know Bruce proved exactly why he shouldn't be in the job and you know <laughs> tactically we were so inept I mean the midfield was just a, a complete highway and we honestly looked exhausted by I think the 60th minute I don't know if you noticed yeah. Matt but like our midfield was just walking around and you know, yeah. then Bruce takes off Wilson. We lose in the game 3-1 and we take off Wilson mm. and we put another midfield on. And I'm just thinking, like, he's just scored a great goal. I mean, he scored, like, most of our goals this season and he's only played four games. So I don't really understand understand the thinking. And defensively, you know, like, a lot of, a lot of people in the media and, like, a lot of fans who don't really understand Newcastle will say, Steve Bruce did well. Um, he's done better than Rafa Benitez. But you know what? Benitez had that exact same squad and Bruce has added to it. He's added um, four or five players and barring one player that he let go, who was our best centre-half in in Lejeune, um, you know, those players have gone backwards. Uh, Defensively, we were very hard to beat under Benitez and we were very organised and it's just so easy to score goals. I mean, some of those goals were were schoolboy errors, like not stepping stepping up when you're supposed to or not applying pressure on the ball from from a deep area yeah so like mm. I, I just i just think it's just so poor and it just shows you exactly what what's needed at the club um you know i don't you know i'm not pushing panic buttons 
yet unless um, we keep Bruce for, for, for a significant period. Now, I think if we do make a change, a new voice in the change room, we'll get that group yeah. of players specifically because I do think that group of players is better than at least two or three, four, five other teams in the league. I think individually, I think they are good enough to stay up. And I think if we can get to a January where we can spend, you know, potentially big money on some players that would be available, you know, we we would, um, you know, I think we would be fine. But the longer this man stays in the job, we're going to be in a bit of trouble. The, I, I yeah, like say, you talk about... You at... hmm? Yeah, go for it, Nick. Uh, Matt. No. I was going to say, like you, some of the 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 interplay, some of the interchanges between Wilson and Sam Maximam, those were. Mm. I mean, they had some moments that were world class. You know, kind of. Yeah. There was The one where, where Wilson got the ball was able to pass it through, got it through um, Royale's legs, and yeah, that should we should have scored yeah. that. That should have made yeah. that yeah. two one. Yeah. But that yeah. that connection, that that kind of, I know he's going to make that run and stuff. That's clearly stuff they work on. That's not. But yeah. then, like you said, for him to be taken off. Given what was going on in the yeah. game, given how ti- I have no idea could have been a what he's thinking of, how tired the midfield was. Maybe he, he was just he hoping fits? to try and shore up the midfield. But it was yeah. Well, I mean, it's his it's his first game back. I do understand, and like that's what my my dad actually said. Maybe he's just not fit enough. But I'm thinking I don't give a shit. Like you know, keep him on, even if you just oh. tell him you don't press the ball, but just be in the box when we do get an opportunity yeah. and you'll score. How many days on the grass did he have compared to Maguire? Yeah. yeah. So like I just, <laughs> but like for me, I just I I um you know tactically I just don't see a plan, and I think mm-hmm. like I've said to you, a lot of those players have gone backwards. Twenty eighteen, I was calling for Jamal Lasalle to be called up to the to the World Cup. Like that's how good of a season he had under Benitez, yeah. and he is yeah. honestly he is a sad excuse for a captain for for our club, and unfortunate because I actually like him as a bloke, um so. You know, for me, we need change quickly. Um, even though every single Premier League club is trying their best to to block everything we do, it's it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, but we've got our club back. We've got our club back, and you know, unfortunately, this is the way the the world of um, sport works, and and the way business uh, sport is run as a business. Um, I think it, and I did want to speak about this, but I did think it's pathetic seeing how how 18 clubs can can come to a vote to block a three week period off, so so no um, uh, commercial deals can be signed. Why? That's ridiculous. Because you guys, yeah. all, you guys wanted to go form a Super League, not even three four months ago and now you guys yeah. are sorry five months ago and now you guys are are trying your best to 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 kill the competition it's it's ridiculous isn't, you know it's it, it's yeah, absolutely isn't ridiculous it, isn't it isn't it ironic that uh, man city was the one club that abstained uh, yeah they, well because they've, they've been benefiting they've been through time. that yeah they've, they've been, been doing, doing that they've been, been doing it so and and listen you know, I, I follow a few of the lawyers that ran our case, um, our competition case that actually, you know, caught the, the Premier League with their pants down and eventually got the deal approved. Um, they've they've mentioned like this has to go to UEFA. UEFA is the is the the body that will make a decision on this if it does go further than the three week period. And um, UEFA themselves have the exact same sort of deals with specific countries and specific. Yeah. Um, uh, sponsorship so you know if if they want to open this can of worms they just but in 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 essence you know some of the clubs are just a bit bitter um i can understand why 
Um, but you know, what? I don't I'm, think it's I'm, just I'm not. I'm not. It's a majority of them. But you, I think, yeah, it's also yeah. for me that the hypocrisy of it is that they, the Premier League was asked by people like Human Rights Watch and all of these guys to say something about the takeover and act on. And you look, the debate about that is is neither here nor there. The truth is that it shouldn't be up to sport to implement these policies when governments are doing deals yeah. with Saudi Arabia anyway. They're being allowed exactly, to do whatever yeah. they want. We can't expect sports to arbitrate it. But for then the Premier League to not heed those calls, not to make any mention around that stuff, but then to come in on the commercial side and argue about yeah. that just shows the yeah. hypocrisy. Like we're going yeah. to be completely blind to human rights issues. But as soon as we see that there's potentially a disparity in the money, that's when we're going to jump mm. in. And yeah. I think but that, even like, that hypocrisy, yeah. just like the Super League thing, for me is... Just, and it's completely, it's, for me, it's completely anti-competitive to what current deals current Premier League clubs have with other stakeholders. So, for example, Man United right now have, um, I don't know if it's expired, but they they had a huge deal with the Saudi Arabian company, a commercial deal. Um, And Man United was one of the whistleblowers, obviously for the takeover not to go through. Um, And together with them and Liverpool now have called for this, this meeting that happened yesterday and they had a vote. And um, it, it just sounds so weird. You know, there's going to be a three-week suspension on commercial rights deals so they can outline the laws in which clubs can 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 sign these deals. Wow. And it just, for me, for me, it just, you know, only now, you know, like Mike Ashley had Sports Direct and uh, Flannels and House of Phrases branded all over our stadium for 14 years and we never received a cent for it. It was just, it was, it was completely free, free advertising for him. But How does that the benefit a club? Come on. Yeah, we've got the glamour of the of the freaking white, uh, blue, white, and red banners all over our stadium. Sports you know, direct. like for what me, for me, like it's it, it's it is it is just it is unfortunate. But you know, it's not it's not you know um, you know putting me down. I'm still very excited. There is yeah. chatter on Twitter at the moment that there is talk that Steve Bruce might be already sacked, and we are waiting for a announcement. But yeah, one yeah. of the main Sky Sports uh, presenters actually um, he he tweeted the the eyes emoji, and then. Uh, a lot of people screen grabbed it and then he deleted it. So he probably did that and he was told to take it down. Yeah. So I'm not 100% a sure as to what is going on. They were giving Bruce, they were giving Bruce, they were giving Bruce his thousand match game. Yeah, I think that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. So from what I understand, I, I always thought that Celo, I always thought that, but from what I'm reading is his contract was very difficult to, um, it was a very complicated situation. There's an 8 million pound uh, payout. Um, that, yeah. So obviously that's, that's Steve, you know, if Steve Bruce, Bruce, no, yeah. But if Steve Bruce is such a fan, you know, like, as he says, I've, I'm the one who wants, uh, like, as as everyone does, the club to succeed. You know, if he really did, I think he would have walked, especially after all the hate that he's got from no, from no, the no, fans. No. So yeah, if I had the Spurs job, I'd want Spurs to win. But if it was a case of quit or take eight million pounds, 
Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so, so, no, no, no. So exactly, Matt. So like, that's what I'm trying to say to you. Like, he's not, he's not sort of acted in the way that he claims he is this, this, this massive yeah. fan of the club that wants the club to do well. He's hanging in as, 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 as long as he can, so he can get his payout. And, you know, I, I'm sure he won't even return to football after this. You know, I think it would have scarred him. Or you'd probably go to the championship or something like that. For 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 me, it's uh, I, I was just wanted to get back on the point, like with the, you know, with these guys um, with the hypocrisy and stuff. I saw um, the interview with Jurgen Klopp, um, where he said it's like he likened it to the the Super League. You know, he said that it's just now it's just one team, and I said, my goodness yeah. me, I mean, the the, the centre back is eighty million pounds. You know, yeah. Um, then you've got your, I mean, the the, the, tr- the truth about it is that no no. No other team. I mean, the most expensive goalkeeper. Yeah, they've got the most expensive goalkeeper, you know. And for me, it's like, oh, now it's okay when you spend 80 million pounds or close to 200 million pounds to fix your team. But a team mustn't be able, another team mustn't be able to do three or four times more than you're able to do it. You know, where do you draw the line? Yeah. So I was like, yeah, yeah, people need to, they need to sort their. I think the reality, (laughs) the reality, the reality is, is I think a lot of the bigger teams are scared. Um, I think it's just more competition, yeah. so less of a chance of actually solidifying a top four spot every single season. You know, it's already difficult as we as we know. Um, but I challenge. do think there's a specific agenda against Newcastle from what it looks like. Like, I mean, you know, yeah. kick it out the the um, campaign against uh, to uh, shut out ra- uh, racism has come out now and um, asked for an inquiry as to why the fans were wearing. Um, things, you know, yeah. like Arabian, Arabian. Yeah. and like I just, I just retweeted something. You guys must watch it, uh, read it. Um, it's a journalist uh, from Saudi Arabia or somewhere in the the, the sort of Gulf nations. Yeah. Sort of said, "This is absolutely ridiculous." Like we actually find it endearing, you know, and, and yeah. quite comical because, you know, at the end yeah, of the I day, think... you know, if an Arab, if an Arab person wears, uh, you know, uh, Western clothing, like <laughs> there's no campaign well, think... against. Um, yeah. Weren't they embracing them? Or no, for me, it's, it's almost the, like you're embracing them rather no, than even it's far it's from it. Fans doing it, they're doing it as a you're taking their culture. Yeah, I think yes. they, yeah. Yeah. Were doing it, they would be doing it as a as an attack. You know, they if yeah. they would if if other clubs did it whenever they went to Newcastle, then I think it would be an attack. yeah. That would be that would be. Newcastle, but if you're doing it to embrace it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, then I don't, I don't necessarily see the the challenge. There, and if but... and if you take anything yeah. from the, the the electricity that was running around the stadium on the day, it'd be difficult to see that you know fans were, were wearing yeah. those um, um, headgears as kind of like yeah. uh, trying to offend the the Saudi the nation. Yeah, but I think guys, just to close off on the Newcastle matter, like I just want you guys to know, and and everyone else that's watching. You know, there's a there's a stigma attached to Newcastle fans now. Oh, we're going to sign Mbappe. We're going to sign Ronaldo. We're going to sign X, Y, and Z. But we're actually just happy that today, for the first time in 14 years, they're cleaning the windows at St. James's Park. And I'm not even joking. Like, they got a cleaning service to come in. And, like, you know, you know those high-rising windows where you've got to actually... 
and 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 there was there was a joke. They were like, um, there was a joke going around that the eighteen Premier Cl- Premier League clubs voted against the company that they used, and they need to get someone else in. So, um, yeah, it's, it's it's quite comical. It's quite comical at the moment. But yeah, we're just happy. You know, we we've got a direction now. Hopefully, um, I think the first step is getting rid of Bruce, and then hopefully we can get someone with with a little bit of pedigree and and yeah. Hopefully, I'll be up mm. up the table ahead of Wonga soon enough and um, competing with ah, you lads. On that, <laughs> I think like um, you, you know, it isn't panic buttons or panic stations in um, uh, Newcastle at the moment, but it it may be helpful to press those buttons earlier than later, right? You're only gonna have, like, yeah. If you wait till January, it's halfway through the season, and then it's like yeah, it's, it's very difficult for even a new. I agree. Well, I agree, and I think you need to you need you need to get the manager now. Um, but mm. I'm no fool to say that he's got to get those players. You know, the players are going to remain for 11 games. It's 11 games until you know he's got to get it right. And if he doesn't get it right, if he can get it right to a, to an extent where we're in a position where we can still survive, you know, I don't see why he can't just pull the trigger with the new owners and buy, you know, spend that 200 million pounds to get a squad mm. that can compete and potentially, you know, get up the table. And who knows, you know, you know, towards the end of the season, teams move from like 17th all the way up to like ninth uh, or ninth or 10th. I mean, Newcastle in a relegation battle till the last three games and we finished 12th. So like mm. it, it is possible, but you're right. You don't want to leave it too late, but I do think they will do their homework. And I think if it, if we're in a really, poor position you know you might see them spending more than they probably budgeted for uh just so we can save the status but you know seven games in eight games in you would like someone in new for the weekend um a fresh idea fresh um fresh ideas a fresh voice and you know hopefully that is the difference between our one ones this season or our you know we've been in the lead I think the most times with Bruce and we've, we've, we've ended up losing. I think, yeah. I think it was like 15, 15 or 20% of the matches that he's coached with us. We've been in the lead and we've lost some crazy stuff like that. So like at the end of the day, we need a, we need a change and hopefully it comes. No, it's cool. I know. I think let's, let's touch on the, on the last game of the, the weekend where the captain, former captain of Arsenal was facing the, Kyle Coach, who's also a former captain of Arsenal, and then Pierre-America Bamiyang, who's the captain of Arsenal, scored the first goal. Um, a lot of uh, things going on in that game. I think uh, we, we can safely say um, that Crystal Palace has been reborn um, in terms of uh, the performances this season, showing you know good signs of, of, of football. But obviously, I think that, that against, against Brighton, they should have won. And they uh, they conceded in the last uh, couple of minutes, and in this game they should have won as well. And continue. Yeah, I was going to say their consistency I, is what's going to let is what's letting them down at the moment. Palace are really good for long periods, but their consistency and there's little mistakes that's costing them. And if they don't get that but, right, like Nick said, there's a lot of change that happens in the team in the in the log. You could see someone getting sucked into relegation. Look what happened to Hull City back in the day. They started the season at a flyer. They were at one point people were talking about them for Europe and they ended up getting relegated in that same season yeah. because they weren't nailing down the consistency. So I do think Palace yeah. have something to do. This is a game they should have won. They've got the they most draws. They've, they've got yeah. the most draws. They this definitely season. should have won. They've got five draws so far this season. Which I don't is know what games you guys uh, are watching. But anyways. I don't know what game you guys are watching. Palace with a better team yesterday. 
Tell us yeah, no, no, a better team. But I actually feel like the manager actually no, could have cost him. You know, it was a manager, no, the oh. former captain going back guys, to um, guys, Wonga was watching Emirates. the same game as us. No, Wanga is in denial. Leave, leave his denial. Uh, there was, there, no like, I think um, if I looked at that, that Palace team at the 75th minute, or maybe the 70th minute, 65th minute, they still had a lot of energy going forward with players like Edward and um, uh, Milanovic uh, in the middle. And um, the changes that were made were very defensive, but I feel like they might have been a flaw, actually, from, from uh, Patrick Vieira on the day. They they were in the ascendancy and they were looking good. And he pulled out those those uh, elements from the team which had a lot of energy and were giving them that uh, stability in the midfield. He brought on a Kuyate and a defender uh, when replacing a centre mid and a striker. And um, for me... They said deep. They had to sit deep now. Like, even Benteke had to come very, very deep to kind of protect the result. But... Doing that for 20 minutes isn't really uh, the, the most uh, exciting idea for most teams. You know, it's, it's, it's a very difficult thing to do. And it gives, uh, it creates opportunities and invites opponents to come and look in for opportunities. And yeah, I think they were great in a lot of parts, Crystal Palace. But in this instance, I don't think it's been spoken about the, enough. The fact that potentially the manager did make a mistake. The players came to the party and did well, but then those kind of defensive um, um, changes. Yeah, like it was 20 minutes to go while I'm, and Arsenal is trying to apply pressure. It just didn't sit sit too well with me, in my view. Yeah, let's see what I heard the ref played an extra, he played an extra minute there. They had a corner, uh, they cleared it, and then... Uh, what's going on there? He played an extra 30 seconds. He played an extra 40 seconds for Arsenal. I think, uh, hey, man, hey, Arsenal, hey. Listen, Wanga, the thing is, Ned, you probably think here that we watched a different game, right? But I am saying that Palace <laughs> earned their two goals. They didn't get them by a fluke. I think that in the first half, Palace definitely could have gotten a goal in the first half. And I think, obviously, there was some good saves from um, the keeper that you don't like in your team. Um, and in the second half... They continued and they got the two goals and it was leading 2-1. And I think, yeah. you know, as Musa said, is that um, I think maybe Vieira shouldn't have made those defensive substitutions. And yeah, Palace are going to give a lot of teams some trouble this season. Mm. Yeah, look, you see, for me, when I look at this game, yeah, sure. I mean, Palace, yeah, they put the pressure um, and d- deservedly they've got their goals. Can't deny that. Um, but, I mean, even Arsenal as well, I think they even to get their goals as well, they, they they put the pressure on Crystal Palace. The first goal as well was a was a very good well worked goal. Uh we passed the guys. Um I mean it was for me what I liked about the goal is, is the fact again it was Pepe. Um <clears throat> good combination with uh, uh Tomiyasu gets in the box, uh takes a shot. I think the keeper does uh poorly with that uh with that save of his in terms of getting it out of danger, he puts it right into Bomyang's path. Bombing does very well to put it in from that angle, also. Um, mm. But like, I, I, if you if you're gonna say Crystal Palace deserved to win more than Arsenal, hey, it's not, it's not. I mean, <laughs> Chelsea had Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea got a. That for me is clear. Like you've got you banging that team, and everyone is, you know, the keepers there, the defense is there, but Chelsea gets away with the win. That for me, yeah. I mean, even Musa can say it. But uh... the Crystal Palace game, you're gonna tell me that. We're supposed to Guys. be the ones that were supposed to go down with the loss. Uh, for me, I saw what hasn't <laughs> happened and 
that's why I look at it. For me, it's a, it's a positive. It hasn't happened in about six, six, seven games for us. You know, we started the season poorly in terms of our defense, but here comes one game in the season where we, 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 we've allowed Crystal Palace's press. I mean, we're, we're very casual. Thomas Partey was very casual when he got the ball there and they pinched it from him and then they went to go score, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, that's, that's the poor side of what Arsenal did that game. Um, and I think we did good to rescue the point as well. Something we wouldn't have also done beginning of the season. That's why I think it's a positive for me. But and 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 I think those. That's what I will take away from this game. Yes, I wanted to win. Um, we then we one point behind Man United, um, and then you know, and they, they're telling us that we're also a team that's uh, struggling struggling out there, um, <laughs> fighting relegation. But they they yeah they they yeah, I mean, we we not we not far off uh, far from them, you know. So, but that, that, that's why I look at the game. But I, I, there's no way that I would, I would admit that Crystal Palace deserved to come more than us come out that game with the win. If it's a fair result, was a, a fair result was a draw um, that game. That's that's the honest truth about it. And I'm happy. With I get what you're saying, Wanga. I actually, I actually get what you're saying. Before come, like as I was coming into the show, I actually thought like it was Crystal Palace's to win. But the fact that you guys kept on pressing them and kept on pushing them and yes. kept on uh, applying the pressure is a very good um, uh, element to see so, from your players. So, so, so one thing, Odia Musa. That's one thing you've reminded me. The, the one thing, the one thing I was not happy. About, you saw. I don't know if, if you guys watched the whole game, but Aubameyang. It's from the first whistle, final whistle. That guy was pressing every single player. He was pressing. Oh, what yeah. I can't understand. Going to fetch the ball from his own half. Yes, he was even defending. He went to go. You saw he was actually doing other people's jobs. You could see sometimes he would come and cover in for who was playing on the. I think Saka. He went and he went to go to Saka's job to go defend. Saka never went back. He went back. Then as soon as he won the ball back, he went and attacked. Then everyone went and attacked. What I can't understand is surely if he's doing this. I can't understand why no one else in the team, maybe Smith Rowe is the second player who's doing that. I can't understand why no one else in the team is trying to, um, you know, back up what he's trying to be doing. Or why isn't he telling the other guys to to to, to pick up what they're doing? You know, to you know to to, to pick up the intensity. Even um, Lacazette, when Lacazette comes on, you know, he's trying to rile up the yeah. crowd. He should be riling up the players, you know. And 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 I'm not. He came on with good energy, and I think that's why he ends up getting the goal. He looked like he was going to get a goal when he came on, you know. Mm-hmm. But why aren't they telling the other players to 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 you know to step up? Because those two goals we conceded was. Because we, yeah, we're, we're taking things easy. I'm, like, I'm we're not conceding. Ah, we're not going to concede today. I'm, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned Lukonga's mistake as well. We need to highlight that as well. You know, I think yes. your, your, your midfielders in this game, if it, was, if it was Shaka, we would have started the show with Shaka's. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, 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 guys, but, let's, but guys. let's be honest. Lukonga and Partey made, um, lost the they ball. And that's the how ball. you guys considered goals. Yes. Two, two midfielders. And, and, and understand, but you see now with, with, uh, with the Lukonga, so the first time he's done it, it's number one. And I'm watching. You just believe it. I'm watching. It's number one. Saka <laughs> has he's done number 20 already. Saka <laughs> has done number 20. Uh, and I can't have any more. I don't want any more. So, and, I, and I did say, I remember I did say, Saka's gone. Now Lukonga has that time to prove himself. But the one thing I also understand is some, some Arsenal fans, I, I don't know what, like Guendouzi has a good game. You know, he scores, he scores a goal there for Marseille. And, and, and two, I watched it. I mean, he he, he played goals. well. Two goals. Two, 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 yeah, he scored two goals. But now what the hell does that have to do with Lukonga? You know, um, the guy was at Arsenal. He's fighting. He's pulling people's hair. We don't want that. We don't want that. No, no. What about Saliba? Go play in the Saliba Farmers is, League. 
Saliba. Saliba. He never touched the field, but 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 that, that's that's another topic for another day. But but I, I yeah, but Saliba that, definitely should play ahead of but, Ben White. But, 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 but I think I think let's talk about the big <laughs> elephant. Let's talk about the big elephant. Your fifty million pound centre back. No, no. Let's talk about Aaron Ramsdale. Aaron Ramsdale has obviously been a guy that you don't want to be in the goals. And obviously, the second goal, people feel that he could have done better. I feel that he was somewhat unsighted because the ball came uh, behind the, the defender. So, it kind of, it kind of, Edward played it around the defender. Tell Mendy that. Obviously, and obviously, the straight... Tell Mendy that. No, Mendy saved things flying from under everywhere. You can't compare. compare. You can't compare the best. With the, One the save, relegation man. fighters. It's like, it's like <laughs> literally it's like, relegation yeah, fighters. <laughs> Leno, we've got Leno on the best. That's what I'm trying to tell you. We've got Leno on the best. You reckon Leno would have saved that? I don't know. Leno's <laughs> had some howlers in his time. He has, eh? He has. <laughs> no, how many howlers has Leno had? It's probably like one or two. I don't know. I don't care. Like, what am I watching uh, Arsenal for? <laughs> <laughs> I've got real football to watch. Like... <laughs> Guys. <laughs> <laughs> Rams, Ramsdale. The worrying thing about Ramsdale for me is not even the same. Like, bro, even before he gets the, it, he looks scared, bro. He looks scared. Yeah. It's like he doesn't that, that shot Nick, to come Nick, to him. Nick, as but a goalkeeper, well, as a, Nick, as a, as a goalkeeper, what do you think of Ramsdale's performance? Like, maybe, you haven't watched, maybe you haven't watched him in total. No, I think, I think he's, I think he's quality. Um, I think Leno is also a good goalkeeper. But like I said a few weeks ago, I mean. You know, Ramsdale took his chance, and unfortunately, he's not going to leave until he has a proper howler. Um, not leave, yeah. but he he'd be taken out. You know, um, he wants to play for England, playing for a team like Arsenal, who he probably thought was a big club, but probably not anymore. Um, you know, he needs to be playing Premier League football and and not in the Championship. So, yeah, listen, I think Ramsdale is a quality keeper. I didn't see the incident that you guys are talking about. Um, you know what? We might just take Leno as a second choice at Newcastle and he might just make quite a bit of money. So, you know, like, like that, that's okay, I guess. He can play for 123s. And also, Ramsdale did do a lot in the game, dude, to save you guys. Like, there were a couple exactly. of opportunities. Yeah. Like, Conor Gallagher's volley where he was unsighted there and he, he made a great save it, for yeah. you guys. Look, yeah, uh, listen, I mean, wasn't that guy supposed to be, wasn't he supposed to be sent off, by the way? Huh? They should have had a red card, to be fair. They should have had a red card. They should have had a red card. The incident is but, but if we touch, before we touch on that, Vads is saying something very valid, guys. Arsenal sold right. their best keeper to Aston Villa. Yeah. Arsenal sold their best <laughs> yeah. keeper. Emiliano so, Martinez is at Aston Villa. Yeah, and that's but, Arsenal's I best mean, keeper. But, when a big club comes in for a player, you can't say no. You can't say no. <laughs> <laughs> you can't <laughs> stop them. That's true. That's true. You can't stop them. They're fighting relegation yeah. as well. They can't hold him back. They can't hold Martinez <laughs> back from his. They can't. Body. They can't. Let the man shine. His dream move. His dream move to Aston Villa. On Ramsdale, I mean, Arsenal's. Arsenal's Arsenal's uh, problems were not on that game. Was not it's not his fault. Um, yeah. I think now they left it all the way to him. But it's hundred percent defense and midfield were they getting back to those? I don't know what's creeping into them, but it looked uh, they looked very too relaxed. Only Aubameyang looked fired up to win, and like I said, when he came on, also Smithrow, yeah. the rest, even Stephen like Saka. Remember, we said, was not... we said during lockdown, we suspected that Obama Young had been switched for an evil twin. I think they found the real one again. Yeah, he's, he's, back. He's, 
Because remember, there was long periods where it looked like he didn't know what football was. He'd just wander around the field. It would like hit him in the head. You know? But now he's, he's back to himself. Back. That was... Yeah, he is. I mean, it's look, it's it's intermittent so far. But if he could carry on that form, he could look like the player he looked like what two years ago now. Mm-hmm. Could no, be, no that, and that Arsenal needs that. They need someone who's got that energy. That and it's it's not just because Xhaka comes with an energy. He's very shouty, and you know, no, no, no. Yeah, it's like, ah. they need players who are actually going to do footballing work. You know, run around. Yeah, but you can still the field to like, stuff. and that's what Aubameyang yeah. is doing. That's what he did. That's what he did last night. But whether or not they can continue to do it, but um. And I agree. Like even 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 players like um, uh, like Azet when he came on, it's actually that they were the, the supposed to be the guys who were pallbearers of the responsibility at Arsenal. It was never supposed what? to be given to Paul, kids like Saka. Pallbearers. I mean, the pallbearers. They're the big boys, dog. In the team. I, don't, I don't understand. Why do you have pallbearers? Like no, like the boys <laughs> who are carrying the dog. They're carrying the dead team. But like somebody has to do it, right? And it's generally the oh, yes. senior players who have some accolades under their belts that would do it. You'd never yes. expect it to come from the, the juniors. And that's what's been happening at Arsenal. A lot of the time, it's um, the kids saving the day. It's Smithrow, um, Odegaard. Martinelli coming through and actually galvanizing the entire Arsenal outfit to go and seek yeah. uh, results over the past two seasons even. And it's it's good to have seen like a Z come with that energy onto the field where he was now kind of taking that responsibility to lift everybody's intensity up and get everybody going, which is it's refreshing to see. They should be doing it week in, week out for the guys. I think like the, the most important thing for me is that Wonga is actually defending his team, like building them up. Like even mm. when you guys beat us, you were kind of mm. non-committal. Like, yeah, it was okay, but there's still lots to do. Here, you drew 2-2. We're like Arsenal at a mare. And you're like, no, Arsenal are on the up. Mm. And I think that's good. Mentally, I think it bodes well for Arsenal fans. I think there was a lot of depression. We're all about mental health here. We're all about Wonga's mental health. We'll still be here for you when you get relegated. Just to wrap up, any uh, one of the final thoughts? I think I think let's let's definitely start with uh, uh, the, the the man with all the money uh, in the world right now, uh, and then uh, Matt, and then Musa, then Wong, and then my and then myself. Uh, what's your final thoughts, yeah. uh, Mister Money Bags? I think it's um, a classic cool down show for me. Uh, talking about a Newcastle loss, so nothing's changed there. But uh, yeah, my bank balance is looking a lot healthier, uh, and it's 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 a nice thing to to wake up to every morning, knowing that um, we could potentially have the biggest stars in the world in the next couple of seasons. So yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> Um, cool show again. Hopefully, we can get our first win against Palace. It's not going to be easy on Saturday, but we'll talk about that on Thursday. Hopefully, with a new coach. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> I just, I just hope the coach you guys get in is as disappointing. Like, uh, I hope it's Arteta or something. So do all you teams, all of you. <laughs> go get, go get Ole. Go buy Ole, boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no good. chance. No chance. But, but yeah, <laughs> but uh, so you so so uh, are those your final thoughts, Matt? That that's that that's that, that yes, you had I think let's start touting Arteta for the Newcastle job. 
Hashtag in. Hashtag in. Oh, Oli, Oli. You know, Man United, even with all the the challenges they had with logistics and injuries in the squad, I think they should have been better on the day. And that's all down to one thing, that there's Ole at the wheel and they should get Ole out. There's another reminder of Ole out this past weekend from my side. Ole, 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 Ole out. Out of here. He was out. So, yeah, look what Mandla said. They perfectly five games unbeaten and I think that's that's important. Um, yeah, we need to we need Arsenal, but we we I think we're very relaxed in this game, um, and 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 it shouldn't. I mean, the, the win against Tottenham, I think even that match would admit that Tottenham were nowhere. You know, they were literally nowhere, and I don't think we must take that as a as a thing that we can probably compete with the other guys. Um, and also another interesting thing, I don't know if you guys heard, our fifty million pound signing um, said. Um, Opened in an interview that he hasn't didn't watch much of Vieira. Doesn't, doesn't know. Doesn't know Vieira. How dare you? Doesn't know. Doesn't know Patrick. Uh, uh, no. In terms of Patrick Vieira, the way he plays, his strengths and what what. Imagine uh, that. that just shocked the cuck out of me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and he signed that guy for fifty million pounds, and he couldn't <laughs> even take out a video or a YouTube thing to check out Patrick Vieira. But anyways. And there's yeah, something man. wrong if he wasn't watching football growing up then. And he could be caught out in a lot of positions because he hasn't been analyzing and football. Bought him for maybe he wasn't watching Arsenal pounds. back in those days. Like it could have just been that he was, you know. How? How do you miss Patrick Vieira? How do you miss Patrick Vieira? No way. Teddy Vieira. Patrick Vieira. How do you miss him? Teddy who? He's 24 years old. He's 24 years old, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah, but that's, that's a five nah, years. Bro, my, brother's tw- my brother's 24. My brother knows who Paddy Vieira is, bro. Come yeah, on. Everyone knows who Paddy is. They they saw those guys. It's the epitome of uh, the, what they no did. Yeah, he probably wasn't that taking not, notes no about midfield repeated. maestros when he was six, you know? Like, he stays <laughs> in England. <laughs> it's, it's the only league you want to play for. Like, yeah, how would you make the excuse? <laughs> like, goodness me. No ways, no ways. If he wasn't watching at six, I couldn't tell you If he wasn't watching at six, I'm concerned. Maybe he never had a TV. Maybe he didn't have a TV, guys. Let's not assume. <laughs> yeah, people have different upbringings. Maybe he lived in a treehouse. It was a happy family. <laughs> <laughs> 50 million down the drain. Yeah. Should have gone and looked. It's 50 million. Yeah. Everyone who was, who was, who was tuning in to tonight's show, thank you that we're going to give away the, uh, the, the shirt today. Uh, yeah, we're going to give it away on Thursday. Uh, apologies for, for the delay. Um, so if you haven't um, entered the competition, you still have two days to enter the competition. Like, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, follow us on Twitter or Instagram and comment with who do you think has been the best uh, Premier League player so far this season. Uh, but yeah, thanks everyone who's been on the show tonight uh, and commented. Manja, Claudio, uh, Pums, Sam, Vance. Thursday night um, outcasts. Uh, Jason as well. I saw somewhere there as well. Uh, let's see. We'll see you guys on Thursday. Uh, and let's see what uh, the Premier League teams do in uh, the Champions League. Those who do play Champions League and uh, those who play other, those who play other leagues that we don't even know uh, the, how they are 
comprised of Conference League. Um, all the best to your team as well. Careful, <laughs> um, Silo. You might free play Thursday, Thursday night uh, sometime. Uh, thanks a lot. <laughs> cheers, gents. Cheers, cheers. Cheers, guys. Hey. hey. <laughs>